January 15th, No Name Blues is going to be playing at 3rd and Lindsley. Congratulations. Congratulations. I can't speak. To them, um, they're playing at Minifest. I'm pretty excited for them. This is a, a pretty big venue to be playing at. Do you know 3rd and Lindsley? Uh, yeah, I've heard about it on the radio some. and We've done a few things for their outdoor live event that they have. Uh-huh. And uh, it's pretty cool. So yeah, I I've heard of it a few times. Still kind of new. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty legendary venue. Yeah. Uncle Sergio played there before. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. On his way up. Yeah. I That's think awesome. it, I think it was for the Meta Modern Sounds. Oh, wow. Era. Is when he played there. I just now found his um so I just now followed him on uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah, he's it's pretty, funny. He's pretty funny. Yeah, it's, it's I didn't know he was that. He's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they're going to be doing that. You can, uh, you can buy tickets directly from, uh, from Kirk, Josh, or Dustin. Um, or the other thing that you can do is you can buy them online. I think you can choose No Name Blues. That way they get the credit for you yeah. going for them. There's going to be like 15 bands there, all kinds of art. It's uh, kind of like an art show. Is it 21 and over though? Good question. I don't know. That would be valuable information for the listeners to know. Yeah, definitely. And valuable information for you to know. Um, I'm not sure I can find that out. I'll have to ask Josh. If it's a festival, it probably is. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe not. Most of uh, most of No Name Blues shows are 18 and over, though. Really? Yeah, I've noticed that. So every time I've messaged Josh and I've asked him about his shows, which has been on a few occasions, um, I always ask him that. And every time it's been eighteen and over, it's I've never he's never told me once. Which is the opposite of Emma Holden trio, which is always yeah. twenty one and over for all our shows. And your release of the pop yeah, that's was right, twenty one and over for uh, for the Gina 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 single release party. It was twenty one and over. That's uh, that's one of the funny things about Nashville. It's kind of like yeah, hit or miss for stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff at like Exit In though that's. 18 and over. Exiting is a bomb-ass venue. Yeah. I think it's the second coolest venue in town after the Ryman. What's your first? The Ryman. Definitely. The Ryman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Ryman is just a legendary place, but Exit oh, Inn is legendary, too. Exit Inn is like a, a 70s rock and roll club. It feels like you're going to walk in and see Led Zeppelin playing. Yeah. You know? So many people have played there. Yeah, it's a legendary place, dude. I mean, Billy Joel, the Ramones, Chuck Berry... Uh, Waylon Jennings. Everyone. everyone. I, I saw Bad Bad Not Good there. Do you know them? I don't. I don't think I do. So they're they're like this hip hop jazz band. Um, they're really good. But I'm going off too much on a tangent now. Uh, so this was episode 68, the one that you're about to listen to uh, with Leviticus. Levit- Leviticus is a real nice guy. I've probably known him for maybe over a year or so, something like that. Um, we work together. Uh, we work in radio together. Um, just a real cool guy, real yeah. cool episode, yeah, fun he's time. Super funny, he's yeah. Good. What did you think of the episode? I thought it was. It definitely had a different vibe, but he's he's very cool. He's, he's good on the mic. Yeah, he's good on the mic. You can definitely tell he has some mic experience. I told him to to start a fucking podcast. Yeah, he seems like he would be a very good interviewer. Yeah, I mean, he would be. Some... Yeah, he tells the the whole story in the episode here about. You know the Walking Dead fan fest and yeah. all this shit, and uh, I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah, he, he's he's got the chops for it for oh, sure. Absolutely, he came alive when the microphone came does, on. So at the radio station, do they ever put him on air? Um, yeah, he does like uh, commercials and stuff like yeah. that. So, but he he doesn't like he's not doing anything. I don't think he's doing anything else. But oh man, he should. He, he a should. Lot of, there's he's a lot great. of potential. There. Yeah. Everybody loves Leviticus. Yeah. And hopefully the listeners do too. I know they will. Um, I'm definitely going to have him back on again sometime. You should, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to have him back mm-hmm. on. But yeah, that's the episode. Here it is. Welcome to the Poptimus. Today we have Leviticus. It was oh we we're going dude. <laughs> okay, that was just <laughs> what? Why is it? Why, why no smoke coming out of my mouth? What's going? Hmm? Just hit it like it's weed. See, I don't smoke weed. This is CBD. I have way too many habits already. Like 
cigarettes. That's what I smoke. We Sorry, not. that's already bad. CBD is not a bad habit. Oh, okay. Well, this is my first time doing the CBD. Yeah. Which is a, which? Well, I guess drug. Which is the drug that you know people are falling out, dying everywhere. I mean, that's not funny, but it's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, there's, there's a lot of drugs people are falling out, dying from. No, from the was the, the vaping thing. Um, what? they're smoking like uh, vaporized marijuana cartridges from China. Um. Synthetic THC, exactly. Synthetic THC. Mm-hmm. Called See, Spice by our friend uh, Josh Norfleet. I hope he isn't. He's not. Doing he's not. It. No, he's not. He he doesn't. He doesn't fuck with spice. Okay. All right. Well, hmm. everybody just used to smoke it in his hometown. What? Okay. So, what is the point of the CBD? It's to relax you, dude. It's it's the non psychoactive substance. Oh, for for weed. Oh, so okay. it doesn't have any THC in it. CBD is like the part of the plant that's like healing. Okay, and relaxing. That's why you were burning incense before I walked up in here, mm-hmm. <laughs> keeping the vibe calm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Everybody knows that's why I don't smoke the weed because I don't like downers. Really? I always got to stay alert. It's many years living by myself after moving out of my parents' house. Yeah. So. I'm always like, what's what's next? That's why I drink a lot of coffee, and you know, I mean, I drink a lot of nicotine. Yeah, that too. Then it keeps me up. I prefer CBD. Okay, I'm qu- I'm quitting uh, vaping. Am I hitting it too hard no, or too much? Dude, no, because no. I don't want to blake <laughs> fall out. No, this this won't fuck you up at all. Okay, all right, it's good for you. I can feel it. It's it's doing something. How do you feel? Very zane. Very zane? Yeah. See, it's already messing me up because I said zane. <laughs> Very sane, I guess. It's a combination of zen and sane. Zane. Okay. Right? Right? Just yeah, like- yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's pretty good, dude. I got, I got, uh, they sell these everywhere now. Like you can walk into any gas station, probably buy these. How much? Um, it's five bucks per pre-roll. A roll? Mm-hmm. This must be some good, sh- yeah. <laughs> some good shit. Yeah, it is. It is good shit. You know how much a pack of cigarettes is? Five bucks. I think it's like twenty in a pack. Mm-hmm. So you know, twenty singles in a pack, and but one of these five bucks. Mm-hmm. Look, you work where I work. They paying you more yeah, than me. Yeah, no, no. I so. <laughs> okay. All right. So how long have you worked in radio for? Ever since I was 19, so about eight years. Okay, so you've been doing it a minute. Yeah, eight, eight, nine years. Well, I did take three, two and a half years off. Okay. But you know that weird transition once you leave one city to another? Yeah, and you're trying to get your foot in straight. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I didn't plan, like, finding... A radio gig mm-hmm. in Nashville before I left, so I just came down. Here. I was like, oh, I knew Nashville was going to be on and popping, especially yeah. in the entertainment business, radio, television. So I was like, man, I'm going down to Nashville, hit the big bang because I knew it was going to blow up. Came down here, yeah, then knocked on a few doors. It's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, because I came straight fresh out of college, college radio. Oh, yeah. Like, so it was still on my mind. The momentum was still on, you know. I'm ready, you know, put me in the real world. And then they I love did. to say no in Nashville. Yeah, right, right, right. And, but then again, the people that I've seen behind, like, doors in oh, the radio business, yes. I'm like, how do you get, like, which dick you suck? I mean, oh, it's the CBD talking. <laughs> <laughs> but came down here, and it, it didn't work out, but I got into the two different industries. One, marketing industry that was a scam. I would not mention their name. They don't need any clout on 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 your podcast. How was it a scam? Oh, it was a pyramid scheme. I know it oh, was. Yeah. Come well, on. What, what was it like? What was that? What Shit! You had to stand up in everything. That Christmas tree right behind you. This pillow desk <laughs> behind me. Like anything. Like the hair products. Like so many things. And then that's it, the mark of a scam when they sell everything. Right. And then every morning we had to do these like team okay, I will say I did take some of their skills, like their team team building. Sure. Um uh, and, and also 
uh, a few how they how they manipulate your your mind into like selling these products. Yeah. Some of that I I, I still apply There's to my life today. That. Yeah. Yeah. So they were trying to bump people up like in, into like a corporate scheme ladder. Business cult. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So in like three weeks, no, probably less than that, like two weeks, they bumped me up to campaign manager. Uh-huh. 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 So Drop the ashes. No, you're good. See, I guess that's the CBD. It done made me so relaxed. I can't even feel my damn phalanges. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so they bumped me up to campaign manager within like two weeks. And I'm just like, um, oh, I haven't sold anything because they give you this this sheet that's like, hey, uh, sell th- this many product or th- get to this goal, sell a thousand, like a day. And I'm like, how the heck I'm going to do that in a Kroger or a Costco? Yeah, and you have to stand up on your feet for like eight to 12 hours. So you're selling shit on foot? Hell yeah. I was, first of all, I just moved down here, right? I'm living with my one of my older sisters. And see, there, there's a lot of, I have a lot of siblings, and I also have a twin sister. And I would never think, as me, as a grown man, living with one of my siblings, as a grown man, because I've already been there and done that when I was younger. Yeah. So had to live with it, had to live with her, and then she had to like take me back and forth to work. And oh, I, it was, shit. it was, man. Or I had a bike. You know, to work, and I'm like, I don't know shit in Nashville yet. I don't know the roads. I don't know anything. I don't, and they stayed behind Bordeaux, like in the suburbs uh, slash form. So it's like in a not gated community, but I always say it's in a gated community. Please get the fuck off the property if you don't belong there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I used, to, I hate, I hated it. I hated it. I uh, that job. I only lasted like two months. And then I, I I literally cried to the boss. I made up a lie and cried to the boss. And then I said, I quit. You want to know the lie? <laughs> Tell me what the lie was. I would love to know. So I lied. I, I called up. I was like, hey, hey, God. Hey, dude. And I started crying, like bawling, crying. But I couldn't take it anymore. I was fatigued, if not every day, every other day. I remember when I was, okay, long story short, rewind. I remember when I woke up waking up in the morning and then went to the bathroom i'm sorry not waking up in the morning at at midnight went to the bathroom and then i walked into my sister's room and i fell on her bed and went to sleep and she woke up like oh my god and she you know she's carried a license and she picked up her pistol (laughs) it was like she didn't know who i was i'm like i'm sorry but i was so fatigued from working like 12 hours you didn't even realize like i didn't realize which room i was in and she stayed like like a two-story, like two-story house. Mm-hmm. But uh, fast forward, cried on the phone to the the man, the owner at the time, and he was from I think he was from Nevada, because he he had a he was a transfer too. Like mm-hmm. no one in that company was born and raised in Nashville. And I was like, uh, I can't come in and work, and I start crying and stuff. And I'm like, um, my my dad and <laughs> my dad got in an accident. Oh God. <laughs> I missed my cab. Like, I straight up bullshit and lied. He was like, oh, we thought we had faith in you and, and, and whatever bullshit he was saying. So, so why All would that you, corporate Yeah, why would bullshit. you quit? Uh, you would never find a job like this. And they were only paying me seven twenty five an hour. Oh, shit. Fuck them. Seven twenty five an hour. And you're talking about integrity. And they get, the, they get the people that just got out of college. Oh, yeah. Don't have nowhere to go. Yeah. Or foster, foster kids. Like, come on now. Yeah. I can, you know. But I would say that marketing type of uh, management of trying to make it in corporate world and the skills that they teach you, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. I applied some of that. Yeah. You know, but I was still like on this high of not the CBD, but like I need to get it back into radio. So I'm like, okay, motivated. Maybe this is a stepping stone. I was trying to use things that I knew and skills that I have like in radio and apply it to that job. Bullshit. I'm glad I left. I had a job that was kind of like that when I first moved to Nashville, too. I will also not say the name of the company, but I will say this. It's a Cincinnati-based logistics company. Really? And they had an office on Broadway, and um, they had paid to move me here. 
Yeah. You had a job like that. I had a job like that. How uh, much were they paying you? Six twenty five an hour? No, I was no. <laughs> I was making thirty five K. Okay. But the thing was is that it was a pyramid scheme meets a puppy mill. They also preyed on people that were straight out of college. Mm. or that kind of had a hustler mindset mm-hmm. and had to prove themselves. It was basically, it was like my version of college. It was like a giant frat. That's what the place was like. That's what the work environment was like, too. They keep it fun. They pass out beer on Friday, shit like that. Really? But the average employment time there for people was like six months. So the way it worked was when you first get in, you are a logistics account executive trainee. So you get assigned to somebody's account mm-hmm. and you find trucks for their loads, their brokers, the ones that at one time were also logistics account executive trainees. Now they're just logistics account executives. Mm-hmm. So you would call around to truck drivers. You'd have to negotiate with truck drivers, all this shit. That was a great experience, dude. It was actually really what fun. What the hell? Um, and then uh, after you got six months in, you had to go into this thing called Proving Ground. Which you had to make a hundred calls, cold calls a day. Oh, and you had to get, um, like, get loads to move, truckloads of stuff to move. And it was really fucking hard. Like, nobody (laughs) wants to talk to somebody who's calling them up, be like, hey, let me move your shit. I can do it at a better rate. So I was making all these cold calls, cold calling all these businesses over the phone, which that was a skill that I gained from my previous job working in Maine. And I got a lot out of that job. That was a great job. That's right. You are from Maine. Yeah. How? Okay. So how is it up there? Cold. Like I, I, I get that. I know the temperature is like freezing, damn cold. But only for well, how long? Not that long. Like six months. Six months. It's like that here. Well, kind of sort of. It's like what? It, that, cold it's for that plus four feet of snow. Okay. Never mind. I take that back. Yeah. We only get what flurries here in Nashville. Yeah. Like, like it's it here. gets fucking cold up there, dude. I grew up on the coast. And the wind will just cut right through you. Oh. Oh. It's freezing. Nah. No, 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 no. But I do like that part of New England. You been up there before? No, but I want to visit. Now, I, I, I get that black people are everywhere, and so is white people. Are there, like, black people up there in Maine? Like, one or two. One or two. Okay. <laughs> so I'll be number three. Yeah, you'll be Okay, number three. well, cool. No Leviticus, though. The no other two Levit- up there? Did- no, okay. No, no, no one named Leviticus that I know. Okay. But I've been gone for a couple of years, so someone could have moved up named Leviticus. Oh. Yeah. It would probably be me in the near future. now, kidding. Unless they pay. So the what's the tax rate up there? Do you guys have state taxes in Maine? Yeah, definitely. Maine is very tax heavy. They want to tax for everything. Oh. They don't I, like freedom. Like 10%? I don't know what it is now. I can't remember what it was then, but it's... um. It's expensive to live up there. You really? get, you get taxed. Was- Listen to this bullshit. Okay. I had, um, this is an example of it. I had a 2000 Pontiac Grand Am that I had to take in every single year to the DMV. Well, it's actually this separate thing. It's inspection. Like they do here, except they pass or fail you. And my inspection was due right at the end of winter. Oh, Really? Yeah, and my car was old and it was a piece of shit. I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have working heat, I didn't have working AC, so I couldn't defrost my windows. And six months of winter. Yes. So you were fucked. I was fucked, yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So yeah, um it was just a generally a fucked up situation having that car. So every year you have to go in and then if um if they fail your car if it's in bad shape then you have to get whatever it is fixed and bring it back. Yeah. So luckily I had a friend who fixed cars, my friend Phil Bryan, who's been on the podcast before. Okay. And um, he would fix it every winter. He had a garage. He lived with a couple buddies, and they had like a garage garage at their house that they were just fixing people's cars locally. And um, he would always fix my car. He would always be like, we can get the parts cheaper from here. I'll charge you this much for labor. But it was always a fraction of the cost of whatever it is to take it to like an actual garage but it was fucked so yeah there's shit like that where you just have to do it winter is expensive like what will winter be oh because of the dangers of snow because yeah because of that because um your car also gets all rusted out underneath so it fucks up your car sooner and tires hence yeah you have to have good tires 
You have to have all that shit. Yeah. You have to really prepare mentally to be in the winter. You also have heating oil cost, depending on where you're living. So someone has to literally come to your house and in your basement, fill up your heating oil tank to warm up your house. What the hell? So you got to do that as well. And you're living in a cabin. <laughs> no, I was living in a cabin. <laughs> pretty much, though. I mean, the, that's really like, what, what made what Maine kind of is like. Never mind. And you eat fish all year round. I don't fuck with fish, bro. See, I don't like fish neither. I don't fuck with fish. I don't fuck with lobster. Um, I don't like lobster. Even if you put butter on it, I don't, I still, I don't like any. I don't, I don't trust the it's ocean, just, dude. Yeah. The ocean is a dangerous place that we should not fuck with. We're abusing it firstly. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think uh, anything that lives in the ocean is as close to alien as anything on this planet it's another planet okay. we're living really on two planets so you bring up aliens my dad and i we always talking about you know ufos uh-huh. aliens you know extraterrestrial shit that's out there in space and we know that it, well we don't know no because we never seen one in person unless they came from a different country and had like three eyes you know yeah people that's like on the opposite anyway yeah. <laughs> i don't want to disrespect you know but we're talking about like jellyfish, like yeah. something like that, like on this Octopus. earth. It's like what the? Doesn't it look like an alien? Like or have you seen the movie uh, Arrival? Like the I think the t- twenty sixteen. I one. know what it is, but I haven't seen it. In that movie, those creatures, those monsters, look like a jelly a jellyfish, but walking on wherever in their in their, in their spacecraft, but but like walking. And I was like, what the hell? It's kind of look like a watching a film. I'm like, this looks like a jellyfish. Like, yeah. what the hell is going on? So, but I rated that movie like two stars and a half because I didn't get it for real. And and it, but interesting, my dad was he pointed out one fact that did you not notice that it taken the scientist, the, the doctor that studied languages, and she was a professor at a college, maybe probably like Stanford or you know somewhere smart and shit in the u.s <laughs> taking her like two years and a half to study their language the alien language that came arrived on earth and I, I thought about it too i'm like you're right dad when you think about it how would you communicate with another species from another planet because here on earth i don't i speak german but i don't i can't understand spanish like i can't speak it yeah you know, if we can't, people around the world have different dialects, different languages. We can't understand and, right, and people on our own planet. Right. So how do you take an entire lifetime to learn a language? Yeah. And, and, and that chick, that, I shouldn't say chick, she's a doctor. But then again, she's an actress playing the doctors. That chick in the movie, I forgot her name. But um, Natalie Portman? No, nah, not her. She's not. No, nah, Natalie Portman is in every fucking thing, but she wasn't in Arrival. Uh, she was in, uh, Natalie, Natalie Portman was in, uh, no, I'm getting the other white chick mixed up. Oh. <laughs> Phantom Menace, Star Wars episode. Yeah, I was getting her mixed up with Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman was in that other Alien movie in the Invasion. Anyway, but yeah, I I, I wouldn't understand a, a different species from a different galaxy or different planet. Like that's crazy. Another one. Yeah, man. See, I'm already relaxed. It, uh, what type you don't want to pa- do it? You don't have no, to. No, no. What type of paper is this? It's like joint paper. Oh. Oh, well, I, you know. Have you ever, have you ever smoked weed before? I have. Like the last time I did it was to be honest with you, is when I was a teenager and my dad beat the shit out of me, and that still scarred me to this day. I'm a grown ass man, and that still scars me to this day. What he he found you getting high? Uh huh. Oh, my dad didn't play. He oh, had eight shit. eight kids. Oh, <laughs> so well. At the time, there were six, and then I have two little brothers or whatever. But in total, there's eight. So you know, where are you at in the in the lineup? I'm the third oldest. You're so the third oldest. Yeah, I'm the third oldest. So and, and I have a twin, twin sister. So okay. Well, package. I'm still the third oldest and the oldest son. So yeah, that's where I fall. And I don't play when it comes to my little brothers and what, my little sisters. What was it coming like growing up with that many siblings? Oh, the best. No one fucks with you on the block. 
you, oh, you barely shit. yeah we, we so. have <laughs> and my sisters don't play i think they're probably tougher than the boys but uh i mean i'm not scared of my twin and she probably can kick my ass but i'm not scared of her yeah. i'm not scared of taking the ass kicking from her yeah so but it it, it was great but then again i kind of hated especially having even if okay even if you are a twin and and you have in your fraternal and girl and boy you still share a lot same birthday. birthday yeah same birthdays and then you can wear the same color sometimes or switch it up okay he wore the blue but it'd be the same like not outfit but like in a weird quirky way okay bex example remember those throwback jerseys like with uh basketball and like Michael Jordan, oh, and, you know, okay. like yeah, throwback yeah. jerseys for for guys. They used to make like jersey dresses for girls. So if I oh, have on a jersey no. shirt, and then my twin sister would have on a jersey dress, and it's like, was this just like shit going to the mall and shit like that? Man, my mom was overbearing. It still is. Yeah. So she would dress you guys up like twins. Yeah, and but we were fraternal. So. Did any of your other uh, siblings dress alike, or was it just... No, it was just her and I. Interesting. But my best friend. That's that's That was my first best friend. And still is. And your life. sister? Mm-hmm. My twin sister. She knows not every damn thing. She knows about 95% of everything. <laughs> uh-huh. She'll need to know when and when I do it and, you know, who I'm doing. and no, Nah, nah, none of that. Nah. Uh-uh. Some things you just got to keep to yourself. Hell yeah. And plus, I'm the oldest. Two minutes and 48 seconds. So, damn. But I'm still not scared of getting the ass kicking from her. Yeah. <laughs> That's interesting that you grew yeah. up with so many siblings, dude. Hells. A lot of hand me downs, right? No, nah, I didn't get a lot of hand me downs. Well, okay, now as you're a the grown yeah. Boy, so you got everything first. Yeah. But then again, uh, I do come from humble beginnings. So some of the stuff was like, okay, I could have sworn my cousin Warren is like a month ago. I know. <laughs> Or, like, crazy, crazy stuff, you know. And now today, now I, like, take clothes out of my dad's closet whenever I go back home and visit. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wear this. Because, you know, fashion repeats itself. So it's like, oh, dad, that was a cool shirt, a cool button down that you have in your closet. Can I rock that? Your dad still has stuff from, like, 1987. Yes. Yeah. Yes, in the 70s, too. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm rocking that. He was like, okay. And I look just like him. Really? Yeah. I strive to look like him. I just can't grow the the goatee, you know. You can't. It does not go in all the way. Uh uh-uh, uh, not yet. I can feel the uh, peach fuzz. Someone told me who it was. Someone at work, a coworker, but I try not to listen to everybody at work because half of them I think they're know it alls. But you know, that's near here nor there. And it's like get some type of razor where it open up your pores for for like men, and then that's when you can like your hair will grow like bushier and faster. I'm like the hell. That doesn't sound like, very how, scientific I'm like to me. Cutting skin, I guess, to open up. I, I don't get it. Uh, the, so I, you're supposed I, to cut your skin so your hair grows in better? Yeah, I, I forgot the product. But they they told me to like oh, get that type of razor. I I'm feel, like I'm not okay. doing that. Here's what I'll say. This is the this hell? sounds like the company that you used to work for. Oh, like, like <laughs> almost just said their name too. <laughs> yeah. Like they they work for the, the company that you used to work for, like on the side. Like, they didn't. They didn't. And the funny thing is, when they bumped me up to campaign manager, they gave me a team, a team of like it was six of us, when I was like the boss, uh-huh. and I just felt so bad telling them what to do. And I was still making seven twenty five an hour. I'm like, I thought I was supposed to get twelve, and they was like, Oh, you're gonna get there? Just keep selling more. Oh but yeah, that bullshit. Yeah. Then I, like I said, lied and quit that job, and then two months later after that, so working in the boot and in, boot industry, Western world. To get how that. was that on Broadway? Right on Broadway, it was a lot of drunk bitches. Yes, and the, the worst were the the drunk guys because you know, I, for me. I'm in sales. You're supposed to look like a salesperson or yeah. look decent or, you know, wear the merchandise and some of the stuff I can buy. And they come in all drunk and shit or, like, throw up. And uh, it was oh, yeah. way too Gross. much. Yeah, and almost, if not every day, every other day, you into it with the homeless that comes in just randomly or uh, a customer that's just irate about, you didn't sell this right to me or this is a dysfun- dysfunctional boot. You're like, damn lie. <laughs> like you was trying to scam, yeah, or um, dumbass coworkers. But uh, yeah. I would not be talking about them. Yeah, yeah, I don't know them. Some of them. What was I the, didn't make uh, a best friend out of them. 
What was the uh, the craziest thing you ever saw working there? I imagine you were working late, right? Yeah, they always had me working late. I don't. I, I hate it working late because of the drunk people. Yeah, and then the homeless. And oh, I'm like, yeah. I want to be safe too. This is not my goal. My attention. People are be- taking their fucking shoes off with their stinky ass feet. Yeah. In the oh man, I did have. They're drinking. Their feet stink. Yeah. The craziest thing. There were so many. What's the craziest thing? Uh, cause I, I okay, so I I worked out of one, and then I managed and uh, and marketed out of two, one female one, and then the other two were like two main for um, male and female, mm-hmm. and anything in between, you know, <laughs> don't want to don't want to discriminate. Yeah, uh, what was the craziest thing? Um, like, did anybody have like a weird fungi toe or anything like that that they pulled out? No, not that, but there were weird weird smells. Um, what is the? I can think of. I'm trying to think of another one though. Okay, so when I first started working there, and the, within the first two months, there was this guy. He was just a random pedestrian on the sidewalk. And we didn't know why he was yelling and screaming. It's busy on the sidewalk. This is on Third Avenue. It's Mister Mr. Hat's Boot Company, but that's not there anymore. It's turned to I think Johnny Cash Museum. Yeah, yeah. At first, it was everything's to, changing. Yeah, it supposed to be a Merrill Haggard Museum, but now it's a Johnny Cash Museum. I'm like, damn, okay. The owner, you know, he's rich as hell, you know, but he wasn't very well liked downtown but i mean i respected him i mean I, like i said it wasn't my passion to be yeah. there for a full time anyway radio is yeah um th- so this young guy he had to be probably like close to our age uh probably a little bit younger like probably like 2021 20, he we see a bike like jets past the store and like he's chasing it and he's like cursing good give back my motherfucking bike get my fucking bike this is like two months in i'm working there i'm already like worried okay um, I'm from St. Louis. What's up? What's up with all this homeless? Why is it not controlled? Because in St. Louis, oh, the cops do not play with the homeless. Like, really, they're controlled. And if you step off this park line, <laughs> something's gonna happen. Yeah. Like seriously. And down here, like the homeless no. will yell back at you. I mean, I get it. Like the homeless and all that. And I try to give if I can. Sure. Yeah. Shit, I'm. I work in radio. I'm broke too. Yeah. You know. You know, you, know, you work where I work. I got like four <laughs> fucking jobs. Yeah, yeah. I got to hustle on the side. Legally, okay? Legally, All right. yes, indeed. Right, like I just sold you the CBD. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Dude, don't, don't get the cops in here. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no, I, I'm legit. So the guy, he, he yelling, if it's his bike, get my effing bike, get my effing bike. And so being the person I am and where I'm from, I don't run to situations. I watch it from a distance. Observe and then I react. Yes, that's the smart way to do it. Honestly, dumbass was from the East Coast. Not saying everybody dumbass from the East Coast, you know, but you're from New England, so that's I always separate you guys from the East Coast because you guys are nicer. Just saying, dumbass that was from East Coast runs to the glass, right? And it's on camera too. We had cameras inside the store, and the guy comes back. Like, I'm on camera, you can see me with my hands folded like this, and I'm looking outside like, okay, all right, dude getting close to the glass. He's like irate, like outside oh, the glass, shit. and then he just took his right hand and like punched the glass, and it said, the glass, he hit it so hard, it shattered in front of the guy that was from the East Coast, dumbass, <laughs> and cut his forehead. Who punched it? Was it the guy who The guy that was mad, that the one the one that came back, get my effing bike, get my effing bike. He comes back. And then he's like, man, F that dude, F that dude. So he punched it because he was mad? He punched the window because he was mad. And then That's some drunk Broadway shit, dude. But it was during the day. During the day. Broad daylight. It was had to be like around like That's how it that is noon here, dude. A- evening time. It was it was crazy. I'd never experienced or seen anything like that. It was two months in I was working at in boot industry downtown. So what happened next? Glass shattered dude from East Coast dumbass. Got cut on his forehead, forehead, and and you could see me dodge because I knew that he was gonna punch because his body language is like, oh, he's starting to get more, yeah, and more intense. 
like I said, I come from humble beginnings, but nobody really, really tried me. Well, I did have a lot of fights, but that was like during college radio when I was like talking reckless on the radio. I used to get jumped a lot. They used to send me out to events and get jumped anyway. But so I know when something about to go down. So on yeah. camera, you see me go because I'm standing like far enough, like where, where you are right now. No, 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 that's too close. Well, anyway, probably like six feet, seven okay. feet away. And I know that he's about to punch. And, I, you know, how anybody reacting, like, when somebody get physical, you know, you kind of move or move try to maneuver. Way. Yeah. Dude, I was saying, he's like, cut his forehead. And he said, ow. <laughs> it was so, okay, it was funny to me. I laughed. <laughs> laugh? Heck, yeah. <laughs> I laughed because I'm like, you're a dumbass. Why you, you stood in the way? And he said, ow. And I just go, <gasps> and then I run in the back, get, like, paper towels and, and water, like, bottles of water. We always kept bottles of water and stuff like that. And I'm like, here you go. You got to wash it off. You got to wash it off. And so... The, the I forgot who was the manager at the time. Like one outside was like, "Oh my god, hey, you you punched my glass or whatever." But <laughs> that manager did they call the cops? The yeah, we did, but they didn't do anything for real. They caught the guy, and the guy had to pay like a, a, a fine of five five fifty, like five hundred. Did he pay for the window? Yeah, yeah, he paid for like five fifty. Oh, okay. But those those windows, okay. So how the store was set up, that was like old school, like glass windows. Yeah, like a car that can be beaten down the block with. Big ass loud speak like dee, 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 dee. yeah. It didn't do nothing to the, it. It rattled the glass, but yeah, I, I, he was skinnier than you and I, and really? punched it. Yes, he did apologize to the owner of the boot company. He did apologize. He was like, he came back. This it all happened the same day. He came back. I'm so sorry. And then you know they gave him the fine, and then he paid it. Yeah. And I don't think he got in his bike back. <laughs> it he was, was all over because his bike. Day, yeah, dude. he was like, I just got off work and all that. You know, so everybody was like, well, you know how people be. If you're going to punch something, why you just didn't punch a tree or something like that? Why well, you got to punch my business? I'm like, shut up. You're here like dude, for a he paycheck like everyone left, else. Left the radio station. Probably so. Probably. Probably. But it was crazy. That was one crazy story. Two months in, when I was working there. Yeah. Yeah. That was another one, too, where I was about to, like, get down and dirty and fight. Boy, it was a lot of people, that, a lot of personalities, a lot of personalities. Okay. But it, it taught me a lot, too. And I was the only black person, too, uh-huh. that worked in that industry. What was that I, like? Hell, it wasn't a culture shock for real because I didn't tell anybody that growing up, I did come from humble beginnings. I was at a predominantly all-white school. Really? Yeah. My family and I. I mean, there were other black kids there. Yeah. But they didn't need to know my past like that. See, you know, because I work, you know, and, and, and we work in the same industry, mm-hmm. radio. I'm very private. Yes. Unless I let you in, in. Yeah. See, our new true friend that worked with us, you know, Josh. Yeah. He was on your podcast. Yes, he's been on multiple <laughs> times. You know, I thanked him. I was like, uh, I actually asked. I'm like, Josh, you, you cool if I go on Ty- Taylor podcast? He was like, yeah, why you asking me? I'm like, because, you know, you guys are cool, <laughs> cool, you know, together, you know, mm-hmm. are friends first. Whatever you want to, you know, so. Anyway, so I have a question about uh, what was it, Walker Stalker Con? Yes. No. So, okay. So it got combined with Fan Fest. Okay. So it's just called Fan Fest now. Well, here in Nashville. Okay. Because <laughs> there was some drama surrounding it a couple months ago, right? Yes, it was. Um, the, they had it in, before they came to Nashville. Mm-hmm. They were in at Atlanta. And so, long story short, for no, not long story short, shit. Let me let me give you the four one one because yeah, give me the full uh, story. This I should have listened to everyone else, but then again, you kind of know who a sense of person who I am. Like I love the the experience of what it's going to be. You never yeah. know until you get there because you never know. So go do it or you know go experience it. So the one that happened in Atlanta, there was a lot of people that didn't get paid, like the celebrities. A couple of vendors, and probably not even a couple, probably more than a couple of vendors mm-hmm. that didn't get paid. Uh, people that bought tickets, they didn't get reimbursed because they didn't promise a lot of things to them. Like, you get a package deal, like, you get this, this, and this. Like, you meet this person, you get a signed autograph, take the pictures, it's all for free. Or, you know, um, I didn't get some type of costume win or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're supposed to get another deal or go to another city and, and get a package deal. Mm-hmm. No one got it. It's something with the owner as well, too, but I kind of thank the owner because when they came to Nashville, they needed 
people to host the panel and mm-hmm. i've been talking about this like eight months in advance before even before atlanta popped off and then i knew they were coming here to nashville so i was happy that all these you know what because everybody knows i am a twd supporter like i'm in the family i mean i don't know them <laughs> personally but i mean it's it's you know it's thing. yeah it's the thing it's like this little club you know so, which I did go off on one person on Twitter because they try to, you know, talk smack about me. Like, oh, you don't know, like, The Walking Dead and, you know, different situations like who's sleeping with who on the show or, like, they these people, people are in a relationship. Shit, Look, I'm not that deep. I'm, I'm deep with it, but I'm not about to go back and forth on, on Twitter with you about Walking Dead. Like, I don't care if they're in a relationship. I know you clearly do care that Michonne and Rick... Or in a relationship, but I can care less. I mean, I care, but I don't know them like that, and it's not real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it's fake. So, speaking of that, a lot of people, meaning celebs wise from the Walking Dead show, started dropping off the list for coming to Nashville because a lot of controversy. People didn't get paid. You know, the owner dipping out not paying these people mm-hmm. and they needed people to like host the panel. So now they, they bring it in people that was like from previous seasons or even the the season now, but they, they just starting on the walking dead, but big names, the one big name, Ryan Hurst from Sons. He was on sons of anarchy. Okay. And now he's on the walking dead as beta. He's killing it. He was, he was here for fan fest in Nashville. So, this past weekend, so now it's like the dates were for them to be here in in, in January this this month, January fourth and fifth, um, in Franklin. So everybody is like watching the list because we know that some of these people are like falling off, like Beth and you know falling off the list, not coming, and they're, they're posting going their social media like, hey, I'm not coming. So you know, sorry, <laughs> like damn. But I'm always looking at it as hey. This is not about us. This is for the fans. This is for people like me and other people that watch The Walking Dead. Like, do it for us. Like, we know that it's it's about the money and you didn't get paid, but come on now. Yeah. So, I'm pumped to be a, a, a moderator for the Fan Fest here in Nashville on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, I get there. I drive from Hermitage to to the station, the radio station, you know, just to get that free coffee because I, <laughs> I was already running a little late, but I hate being late. So I got there like 30 minutes early, and I'm like, okay, whew, I'm here. I get my badge. As soon as I walk, as I walk in, I can already tell there's some shit missing. It's about to, something about to go down, meaning like uh, they didn't check my bag. And I try to, I try to carry clean, you know. I carry a, a see-through backpack. Yeah, I mean, although it's see through, but no one, the police officer, no security guard is at the front door. I mean, I can have something, and I was, I was dressed like I, I dressed up, you know, I wear my my Indian pullover poncho and my jeans, my boots on, you know, I'm like Nashville down because it was out at Williamson AP Expo uh, County uh, uh, in Franklin, yeah, in Franklin, like a like a ranch, like rodeo ranch. Yeah. They have rodeos there. And barely any of the 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 cast showed up. I mean, there were ones like I said from previous seasons, like season three and four. Oh, like shit. people like okay. that was in a prison um, on the show. Um, uh, Ryan Hurst was there, and the pe- two people that I was supposed to interview on the, on the panel, they did show up. So, f- fifteen minutes, fast forward fifteen minutes before five minutes, supposed to hit the stage. I supposed to interview Dog the Bounty Hunter. Dude that runs the show for here in Nashville, you couldn't even find him. He didn't come down at all. Like, didn't check on me until, like, five minutes before I posted an interview with Dr. Bounty Hunter. Once he comes down, Dr. Bounty Hunter, I'm looking at the top of the steps. Dr. Bounty Hunter comes down the steps. I'm like, hey, I'm such and such. I'm supposed to be interviewing Dog the Bounty Hunter, I'm supposed to be the moderator. I already got the crowd pumped up. I already gave them my name. You know, I told them where I work. And I had to do it with no mic. Because the, the sound engineer, we couldn't fucking find him. Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, uh, I can run the board at the same time, but it's behind the panel. <laughs> like, wall. So yeah. no one can see me or just going to be hearing my voice. And be like, okay, where is the guy that's talking to Dog? Yeah. It was it was a shit show for that, but 
so dog come down the steps and uh the owner for the one here in Nashville fan fest he goes dog the bounty hunter doesn't need a moderator we just found out i am so sorry um and also uh you're supposed to be interviewing uh juan javier cardenas and I said, yes, I'm supposed to. And he was like, oh, we already got a moderator for uh, for him. I'm sorry that you came all the way out here. It's a shit show. And at that split moment, I mean, I, I've been in the business, entertainment business since I was 19. Yeah. So I already know how to, how to break it down for a split moment. But then again, I am not just a fan. I'm a supporter of The Walking Dead yeah. and, and Dog Bounty Hunter. Like, I've watched the show. And it's so funny. I talked about him like a week ago. And, and it, it was crazy. So... I was like, okay, so what should I do right now? Should I go the fuck off or keep my composure? It's just business. So I said, okay, keep my composure. It's just business. So for like, this all happened like split second, like 45 seconds, like the dog bounty hunter come down. The dude that owns, that supposed to be running, not own it, but runs FanFest here in Nashville, just told me that badass news. What should I do? Dog is coming. Now he's like five feet away from me. Now he's in front of me. And then he was like, nah, I don't need no effing moderator. I said, all right, dog. Hi, dog. It's nice to meet you, you know, but I will catch up with you later. And so he did his thing. You know, I had to help the person that owns, not owns, I'm sorry, that that put together the FanFest Nashville one, uh, how to turn on the mics and all of that. He didn't know how to do none of that. It was crazy. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was real crazy. I'm like, what the hell? So you need a sound? Where's your sound engineer? Yeah. It's like, I don't know, some, somewhere around here. I'm like, somewhere around here. I'm like, I didn't come here to do this because I'm, I'm helping out for, for a friend that works up at the radio station, you know, for a, a great opportunity. But I've been talking about this for like eight, six months. Then again, you know me, I wanted to just archive it or like just be in the moment yeah, for it and then totally. just put it on my resume yeah i was there so dog did his spiel for like 45 minutes so he comes off stage i'm still lingering around like okay i embarrassed myself a little bit i just told this crowd that i'm going to be like the moderator but then again they can barely hear me especially the people that sit like five seats all the way in the back they're like huh we can't hear you huh i'm like what <laughs> i said you know what the music playing anyway okay i just wait so I didn't hear that bad news. I'm like, okay, uh, you've been embarrassed. It had way worse happen to you. Yeah. Man, I mean, I've been to a place with radio stations sent me out, and they know I just talk crap about the star player on the basketball team at Mizzou, and they're going to be at this event, and I know they're about to jump me. Like, getting beat up. Like, well, I can at least get one person. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's that's the best that you can do to me at this event. You know, say, oh, you can't interview this person. So, Dog did his spiel, so he comes around the back. I say, hi, I'm Leviticus. I introduce myself, and I'm supposed to be the moderator. I know you didn't want one uh, for, you know, for your panel, but I have some questions for you. He was cool with it. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But it was so weird because the people I'm supposed to interview, I didn't, even, I couldn't even take pictures with them. Like, the people like, no picture. I'm like, this is Fan Fest. Like, bruh, I work for a publication, and I'm here because yeah. it's not up. No one, everybody that was like, anchors and that works in news they all bagged out because they didn't want to be tied to anything that was going to be bad like mm-hmm. fan Nashville. yeah yeah and everything started plummeting down like but the people that were there they did try to make it fun you know yeah i'm sorry they probably went out that's good i can light it up again yeah so uh it was it was dog it was, was an cool. experience it was an experience yeah i never experienced that ever in my life like what something event going down, people not showing up because they weren't getting paid. Like that, there are celebrities. You know, if you're gonna promise someone pay them, like at our job, like if they tell me, "Hey, Leviticus, you got ten commercials to do, and we're gonna pay you a thousand for each of them." All right, so I expect ten thousand dollars, not five. You say you're going to pay me what you're going to pay me, and I just put in work, and I got to put it together, and I got to promote it, and I got to run it on the station, yep. put it, lo- upload it. Nah. And so the second person I supposed to interview was Dr. Dante on The Walking Dead. He was uber, uber, like, cool. Like, he was so nice. And I was like, hey, I'm supposed to be in your moderator. He was like, y'all already just met the moderator for my panel. What I'm like, well, they debunked me, <laughs> but I have some questions for you. And he was like nice he answered everything that i asked him that's cool yeah so i, I would still get mine in 
you know. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I, I left. and oh, oh, I'm sorry. Before that, before I left, I got invited to Michael Cutlass. Michael Cutlass um, is now doing directing some episodes on The Walking Dead. I met him um, later that day because I got invited to his bar. Uh, he was doing like a free signing because he knew that the fan fest that was, was here in Nashville was, was a kind of, yeah, was a, you know, catastrophic bomb that just happened. I'm like, I, interesting. Yeah. But he was uber cool as well, too. So that's cool. Th- that like topped the night off. But I, I was just shocked that I'm like, damn, I never got like debunked from interviews or like well, panels before. But every time it's the first for everything. So everybody at least talked to you mm-hmm. like when you met them. Mm hmm. So hey, I I see that as a victory in a way too because it's yeah. still practice. Yeah, it's someone say, willing to say yes. I'll answer your questions. Yes, that you prepared. Yeah, I was the only one that had a clipboard. I was ready. <laughs> oh, like dude. I'm hella professional when it comes to stuff like that. You just gotta show up with a clipboard. You can take over the world. Dude. Yeah, and it's funny because each person that I interview or like came up to besides Dog the Bounty Hunter, um, even Ryan Hurst, they were like, "Do I know you?" I'm like, no, you don't know. I don't hang out with you people. <laughs> I invite you to my home through my television. You know yeah. what I mean? I, you know, on Sundays, if you're not on on Sundays, I'm watching football. Yeah. You know? But it it was funny that even Michael, he was like, do I know you? I was like, kind of, sort of, like 2575. Like, I sold boots to you two years ago for your wife when I was working in the all-female oh. boot store, Betty Boots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then I was like, now we're, we're friends on Twitter. Like, I, we, I messaged you back and forth about the great episode that you did on season 10, episode four. So, yeah. He was like, Le- uh, Leviticus? I said Leviticus. <laughs> I was like, wow, you kind of you even remember my name, bro. Yeah. Like, that's what's up. And we talked like we were friends. Like, yeah. how you and I were talking. That's how I was talking to him. That's cool. He was like, really cool. Like, uber cool. Like, cool. Who is the most famous person you sold boots to? Ozzy Osbourne. You sold boots to Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. At Mr. Hats. His uh, uh, um, Kelly. Kelly was there. His son was there. His son bought boots for his little daughter. Uh, Ozzy, he was just, I want this. I want that. And then a few the other co-worker. I'm not going to mention that person's name, but not it's just in the way. When I was trying to do it, but I still sold them. And uh, funny story, we didn't have any more uh, ones, like well dollar bills, like one one dollar bills. And Kelly came up to the restaurant. I forgot what she bought. I think it was a, a bolo tie. And she said, "Where can I was rocking it?" She was like, "Where can I don't see it in the case? Where can I get it?" And I was like, "Oh, it's right here." And I had, I pulled it out for her, and she bought it. And we didn't have any uh, one dollar bills for change, so I gave her like all quarters. I said, "Well." We don't have any dollar bills to give you. It's all quarters. I gave her all a chance. She just thought it was the funniest shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, sorry. And Ozzy was just dropping $100. He was like, here. I'm like, okay. We don't have change for this. But I almost went like, you know how you look for the the little line in a $100 yeah. bill? I was like, nah, this is real. <laughs> I wouldn't do you like that, Ozzy. <laughs> was he nice? Yeah, he was He was really nice. Really nice. He'd be taking a picture with all the staff. That's cool. At the store. Yeah. Respect. It was, yeah. It was nice. And then I went home because it was on my day off. Yeah. And the HR was like, hey, can you come up here? Ozzy Osbourne going to be here today. I'm like, okay. But I'm not interviewing him. I'm just, what, what I'm going to be doing? There's four other people that can sell boost to him. Yeah. I said, well, you know what? I'm going to go. They knew you could keep your composure. Yeah. I, I only fan out like a little girl. When it comes to like my mentors, yeah. like or a, a few people on the Walking Dead cast, I, I fanned out like inside. Like you'll never see me go ah, <laughs> but in the inside, I'm like ooh, <laughs> you know, what super I mean? excited, yeah. yeah, hell excited. I know what you mean. Yeah, you want to do some news stories? For sure. Cool. What you got? Do the. Uh... Ice cream one. What's wrong with ice cream? He's got a story. Okay. Hopefully it's not vanilla ice cream. That's like my favorite. You like vanilla ice cream? Uh-huh. That's my favorite too. And then Napoleon. So uh, LG, <laughs> the company LG, has uh, created a thing called the Snow White. And it's like a Keurig, but for ice cream. Soft serve ice cream. It's like a Keurig, but ice cream. Uh-huh. Yeah, it just came out in 2019. And um, it's one of the newest. Or no. Came out this year. 
Oh, really? So they're gonna be like in, get, what like, you call it, like K cups yeah, or like yeah, it's, IC yeah. cups? It's like um, it's like a K cup machine, but it's for ice cream. It's weird. I don't know how. It works. But for ice cream, I think this is a horrible idea. I think America is too soft now. Like we literally have an ice cream machine in our house. Yeah. You, okay, so back, this is not like back in the day, but this is probably like 10 years ago. My uh, god grandmother, she made homemade ice cream. And you know how she did it? How's that? It, the gross way possible, but it was hella good. She got it from outside like it was it was snowing that day. Yeah. And we was getting like inches of snow in St. Louis. And she got it. And she scooped like ice, like ice, like snow. Yeah, and then icicles, and then like chopped it up, chopped it up, chopped it up, put butter in it, and how she did it, and like ice, and and the tray, yeah, and made vanilla ice cream. That's kind of cool. Yeah, but I thought it was. I never. Yeah, but I thought it was like nasty and dirty because it was from the driveway. Oh (laughs) yeah, yeah, I know it wasn't sanitary. It wasn't sanitary. I know it wasn't. But now it gave you some good immunities. Yeah. But now I know how to make homemade ice cream. But now, like a cake cup now. Yeah, it's like a powder. I just go to Baskin Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Baskin in Roberts or Baskin Roberts. Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins. Mm-hmm. See, I always get it mixed up. Hmm. You want to do the next one? Um. Yeah, let's talk about it. <clears throat> Florida man says burglar broke into his home and sucked his toes. First of all, what, what what why is this door unlocked? Um, <laughs> this is America. He broke in. Um, they're still looking for him. Oh, he broke in. He broke in. This is uh this happened two days ago. Where? In Florida, Florida, dude. Where else? Florida is like a backward state. But then again, I, I, one of my best friends were from Florida. Nashville's. He's he's okay. He's not all the way there, but you know he's yeah. aight. <laughs> Florida. So he was uh, sucking his toes? Yeah, he was sucking on his toes. What would you do if you woke up in the middle of the night to another man sucking on your toes? First of all, it wouldn't happen. I'm like, did you not hear me like an hour ago? I'm paranoid. What if he so, broke <laughs> nobody in, would, I would wake up so fast. <laughs> like, I yeah, hear who everything. Who's this guy who slept through this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh jeez! Nah, that was that was a Craigslist date. That, <laughs> he didn't break in. He knew exactly where he lived and came in there and tried to do some sexual. And Dan claimed, you know how you think about like a, a fantasy. Ooh, break in and oh god! They fought, and then the um, the dude left, smashed the dude's window and his car windshield. Oh, fled. yeah, that was a fantasy. That's that dark, dude. That, that that dark fantasy. <laughs> oh shit! Did it just end bad? What do you think happened? They both probably went, did. They go both go to jail. Because no, the go to jail. one is lying and one is stupid enough to fall. They never found him. Uh, well, here's oh. the thing: we don't know if this guy actually exists. This is the thing: this this guy could be a Florida man who's lying. The, the headline could be: Florida man makes up story about man breaking into his apartment. And smashing his toes after he gets high on meth and accidentally smashes his own wind window. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about the Florida woman that broke into the resident's home and cleaned the whole house and then left? That's definitely meth, dude. Yeah, they're, they're on they're on drugs. Straight up crackheads. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Cracktown? It's always high in Cracktown or high in <laughs> no, Cracktown. No, I've not seen this. They're probably just the characters from that, and, and, and that's why they're in the story. <laughs> in the new story, you got to watch that movie. That's weird. Want to lay the third story on us? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> so uh, Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. uh, charged with rape and sexual assault in Los Angeles again. Three hours ago. <laughs> again. He was just on trial, I think, before. Again? Yeah. Wait a minute. Didn't, didn't he, uh, like, get on trial or, like, he's, probably been, get charged, like, two years ago? It's all been in the process of happening. Oh. Yeah, it happened in 2013. Because a bunch of shit has gone down. Like, he, um, 
He fired his lawyers. He said he's been having health issues, all this different shit. Mm-hmm. So now they actually charged him? What, or what? Is he going to jail? No, he's on trial, I believe. Um, no, he is charged. Um, hmm. Yeah, he was charged with um, rape and sexual assault. Uh, oh, no. Jury selection for the trial began today ahead of the start of his trial in approximately two weeks. Okay, oh. so it's just yeah, about to happen. So he hasn't been... Convicted. Yeah, yeah he, he hasn't, hasn't been, been convicted. convicted. He's just been charged. Okay. Hmm. Well, you know they're coming out with a, uh, I guess, a, like a 20, 2020 special on him. Really? Yeah, about all of the women that he sexually assaulted. It's $47 million. His bond? No, for the, for the uh, settlement. For the settlement? Yeah. Oh, he has it. Oh, yeah, he's oh, yeah, definitely he's got it. Yeah. I don't think that'll... That's crazy. women. Yeah. So that's the that's the docu uh, special or like Nightline Netflix. special. Yeah. No, no, I don't think it's going to be on Netflix. It's going to be like on ABC or regular regular television. You know television. what's so fucked up about all that though that the that they're just now putting it on, and this has been something that's been rumored to be happening for years mm-hmm. that people made jokes about. Yeah. So it's like the all these people know already had known or heard about Harvey Weinstein in some way if you're involved in the industry, right? You know? Even when. I don't know how like they could wait this long mm-hmm. for, that, for him to get charged. Well, are you saying since the time that he got yeah. like arrested for it, yeah. dude? You can work the fucking legal system if you have money, right? If you have money, you spend the money and just try and get it to play out for as long as possible to try and get it to go away. Mm. That's what the whole deal is. Yeah. So that's why he was saying he was having health issues. That's why he was fired his lawyers because he needs more time to fight. And Lawyers, mm-hmm. shit or like get that. Get more lawyers. Exactly. You can game the system, basically. Yeah. If you have money, you can game the system to work it to your advantage, but you have to have money. Yeah. That's all there About is to like it. Two, three months ago, I'd seen a video where you guys probably seen it too. The chick like stands up in a bar and he's in there. Harvey Weinstein is in the bar where this chick stands up calling him, you pedophile, you're nasty, you know you did it, you are a rapist, calling him all type of names, and he's like sitting there, I think he was with his family, oh, or like shit. a couple of friends in the bar, and this girl just jumps up and was like, you're you're a pedophile, you're nasty, you're a rapist. She was definitely trying to get an acting gig, dude, by White Knighting, uh, though. Oh, you think so? Yeah, oh, fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. I, look, okay, she's right, mm-hmm. and I don't disagree with her. Yeah. But would would you ever do that and have somebody film it? I would never yeah, it do was that fi- in yeah. a million years. It was filmed. Yeah. It was premeditated. This is in Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. But then again, I'm always... Cause you know people are just you don't know who you're gonna run into, especially strangers. Like you don't know what what what's on their mind or what they're yeah. thinking. Even when I was when I go out and and interview people or when I see you know famous people, even not, not even famous people, I'm always worried of them trying to bring me in. Like yeah. what, what you don't need to be up on me like that. Or yeah. if I hug you, I I give, I give you the church hug. You know Jesus in between. <laughs> you know yeah, or like yeah. I mean like when I was in. Michael Cullis bar the speakeasy, the red phone booth, you know, he, he did a lot of hugging as well too, but I'm always conscious. Not saying that he is, you know, he was cool. Yeah. I did give him a hug, but I left the f- space for Jesus. You're, you're <laughs> conscious of people's personal space. Yeah. Yeah. And then he invited me upstairs or whatever. I'm like, yeah, I will go upstairs, you know, have a drink or whatever by the bar. It was nice. Yeah. Hella dope. Like that top of the night. Anyway. That's cool. Yeah. But I was always, you know, the, the, the strangers and, you know. Uh-uh, we're not hugging like that. I don't know what's on your mind. Might get Just a, pull out a knife and shank you. That, or you might get wet or get a boner because I'm chocolate. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the ice cream. <laughs> so where can people find you out on social media? Twitter. All I have is Twitter. Okay, where's your Twitter? Leviticus. L-O-V-E-C-T-E-C-U-S. Totally different than the King James Version Bible. And everybody probably think that I'm like a diehard Christian or very religious. And I just got up here on your mic and like cursed like a sailor. <laughs> I did like 10 things as in that book of Leviticus that we, I shouldn't be doing right now. And I was smoking that CBD. You got me y'all. Eh? Hey, dude. CBD is in the Bible, bro. It's okay. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God approves. It's okay. 
Um, any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Anything you want to say to the the listeners that were listening today? Um, shoot. not really, but kind of, sort of. Okay. Just, it's kind of funny because, like I said, I went. You know, we were talking about doing the podcast and all that. Now, this is actually. It's like so much fun. So people that's listening, if you ever been or about to get on the podcast, it's fun to talk on because you just talk about random things. Having the shit that we're talking about or cursing, we could yeah. never do this on radio. No. <laughs> I could never be this talking is, like this, this on a is promo. This freedom, dude. Yeah. That's what the podcast is. That's what it's all about. I like that. Yeah. Thank you. And, and support Taylor. Support him. That's Thank what you. I want to say to the listeners. Support him. And, and I'm that type of guest. I did bring a card for you yes. but i left it at our job it's sitting right on my production yeah. board so i will give it to I you appreciate the gesture i'll get it from you soon I, oh you be up there wednesday i'll give it to you wednesday yeah wednesday. yeah i'm I'll that type there. of guest I'll, and, and i handwrite yeah I, I write out on cards like thank you so much that's very it's thoughtful not, you know, yeah, i mean it might have a saying on the left hand or no the right hand side but i write out on the left so mm-hmm. you good cool yeah great thanks everybody